The following program is presented by the Far East Broadcasting Company because stories of people living out the gospel with their lives inspire all of us. FEBC, taking Christ to the world through radio and new media. Learn more at febc.org. If you go through downtown Peoria, if you're ever driving through, our building is the building with a huge 30-foot sign that just says, Jesus is. And to some people, that's a question. Some people, that's a statement. oversees an inner city ministry not in one of America's largest cities, but where the spiritual and physical needs are just as real, Peoria, Illinois. Welcome to First Person, where you'll meet Andy King of Peoria's Dream Center. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Glad to have you listening as we meet yet another person this week who is following God's call to serve others. Don't miss hearing Andy's story in just a moment. First, a word of thanks to the Far East Broadcasting Company for making First Person possible here on your station. FEBC is a gospel-centered ministry reaching deep into hard-to-reach countries with the good news of Jesus Christ. Through radio and Internet programs, FEBC touches tens of millions of lives each day. Learn more how you can support FEBC in prayer by visiting febc.org. I was in Peoria, Illinois a couple of months ago helping station WBNH with a share when I met Andy King and learned more about the Dream Center in downtown Peoria. Andy has a winsome personality and loves helping people while he also shares the gospel. As we began to talk, I asked him to introduce himself. Yeah, well, uh, from my accent, you can tell I'm uh, I'm from England. And uh, about 25 years ago, my dad... Uh, I decided to come and take on a church over here in Washington, Illinois, which is just outside of Peoria, Illinois. And how old were you at the time? I was uh, 19, 20, right around that age. Okay. And I actually was in Australia at the time. Uh, doing a youth discipleship training program called ACE Teams and was over there with four other youth pastors. And we were setting up this program over there. And I get this call from my dad saying uh there's there's a change of plan uh <laughs> that you need to decide and uh where you would like to be um because for me i had the option obviously of going back to england and mm-hmm. carrying on youth pastoring there i also then had the option of staying in australia uh and doing some work there or now coming to the usa okay so you and faced a crossroads i did and uh and so i said dad i need to pray about this and and get some clarity i didn't want to jump and uh at that time that week we were at a conference uh we all know about hillsong mm-hmm. and they uh, brian houston uh, and the guys uh that were around back then were over in Perth, Australia, which is where I was based for that year. And they were doing a conference. And so I went that evening. My dad had got on the phone with me that afternoon and I said, I'd pray about it. And a gentleman got up to preach. And uh, as he started preaching, uh, he first said, um, now a lot of you people think that I'm from Australia. (laughs) And this guy had a very strong Australian accent. Mm -hmm. He said, but actually, I'm not from Australia. I'm from USA. 
and my ears perked up because I hadn't met anyone in Australia from the USA mm -hmm. during my time there. And uh, so then he went on and said, actually, I just want to share this, that I'm actually from Peoria, Illinois. <laughs> okay. And so, the very place where the, your dad was moving yes, to. Yes. Did you know anything about Illinois or, or Peoria? In fact, when my dad, uh, when the church told my dad that we were moving or the op opportunity was to move. They told him that we w we would be in a suburb of Chicago, <laughs> so, okay. which yeah, just a is, short drive, yeah, two, <laughs> like hours. two and a half hours. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so we, I had no idea except for Michael Jordan played for the Bulls. Okay, at that so you time. knew Chicago's yeah. reputation for basketball. That was it. Yeah, okay. and so uh, I met with him after the service. This gentleman, his name was Wes Beavis, and he had grown up uh, until high school in. East Peoria and Washington, Illinois, that area. The very They're places where very you would be ending up eventually. Yeah. And so um, that night, uh, we decided to go and watch a movie. As if that wasn't enough and as if God hadn't showed me uh, very clearly that this was a good move. We went to see a movie, and I don't want to scare your listeners right now. <laughs> okay. Uh, but we went to see a movie called So I Married an Axe Murderer. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> Sounds like a comedy. Yeah, it is a comedy. <laughs> is it really? It is a comedy. <laughs> and uh, it's uh, Mike Myers is in the film, uh -huh. uh, who's been in a lot of films. Anyway, the opening scene started where they're in a coffee shop. And as uh, the scene starts, the camera would be situated above the coffee cup. Mm -hmm. And you're looking out as if the waiter is going through the coffee shop to I deliver see. coffee. Okay. Uh -huh. And as they get to Mike Myers, it zones in on him. They give him the coffee. And as it pans back, there is a map of America all the way around the wall in this coffee shop. But directly above his, his head was the word Peoria. <laughs> And so I said, God, I don't need any more signs. This is now getting a bit weird. And, oh, my goodness. Uh, so, so I moved with my family. So back you made then. the decision to come to Illinois yeah. and specifically to the Peoria area, yes. which uh, for listeners around the country is central Illinois. Yeah. It's a lovely area, yeah. but uh, largely rural yeah. in many ways. Yeah. Uh, and here you are. Yeah. And, and uh, so I, I came and for a couple of years worked at my dad's church setting up the program that uh i had been in australia setting up uh -huh. with a, another gentleman that was over here yeah. running it at that time but the reason god wanted you here was for the dream center which it's known as the dream center in peoria tell me yeah. what the dream center is the dream center is um a place where well, our mission statement is to impact families living in poverty starting with kids and youth and so in in Peoria there's there is a lot of poverty the the children that are in the school districts in in Peoria 70% um are involved in the lunch program okay which basically means 70% of the population of that school district live below the poverty level i see and so we started really looking at this whole model uh, of the Dream Center after my dad, who had pioneered a church then in Peoria many years after coming to the Peoria area, felt there needed to be something that was created in Peoria that would bring churches and businesses and the city together together. 
to impact a city, uh, especially with regards to poverty and kids and youth. Mm -hmm. You know, kids and youth are the ones that uh, in a poverty situation, they can't get out. Yeah, they suffer the most, don't they? They really do. And they can't move home. Uh, If they are moving home, sometimes it's, it's for a bad reason. Uh, they can't change schools unless they're moving home. Uh, they can't go and get a job to try and get out of the area that they're in. And so what we find is the kids are the ones that suffer the most. Yeah, Peoria is middle America. And yet this is what's going on in middle America. Yes. And, and, you know, downtown Peoria, especially, um, there's a lot of poverty, homelessness, and and that type of thing. And so, uh, you know, Middle America, um, there's there's many extremes. We find, mm-hmm. you know, there's there's obviously uh, with Caterpillar having a heavy presence, Caterpillar tractors that have a heavy presence in downtown Peoria. Many thousands of workers there. Yeah. Uh, but, but that's then, been changing through the years. Hasn't yes, it? it has. Yeah. And, and uh, when things happen at something like a caterpillar, the trickle down effect can impact the grocery worker or uh, mm-hmm. the person working mm-hmm. on the line. Or, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so poverty can happen very quickly. So even in a city like Peoria, it has the same problems as major cities in terms of uh, poverty and, and people who really need help. Yeah, and I, I just, in a bigger city, you've got a bigger population, so it seems bigger because of more people. Hmm. Uh, but for Peoria, you know, we're helping close to 20,000 people a year in all the programs that we do, and there are other great agencies in town as well that are mm-hmm. doing different things mm-hmm. but but our main focus is to impact families living in poverty mm. starting with kids and youth and then from there we just try and find a need and fill it and that's that's how we've tried to to do that i want to talk more about the programs you offer at the dream center but tell the story of how you came to occupy the building that god has given you in downtown peoria it's a major building in peoria yeah if if you're ever in peoria um downtown there is like a medical area with two massive hospitals and across the street from the hospitals there was this old YMCA built in 1953, and uh, it was 140,000 square feet, seven, eight stories very high, nice building. very big building, and uh, it sat empty for four years. Uh, the YWCA, the YMCA wanted to move out, and uh, the building was just too big for them. And we had our eye on it, and uh, I had come in as the director uh, about a year before they hit the four years of it being on the market. And I walked in uh, to my dad, who at the time was the chairman of the board of, of Dream Center Peoria, and I said, I'm done. <laughs> and he said, you've only been with us a year. What do you mean <laughs> you're done? And it wasn't so much the job. It was I had such a passion and a desire and a burden for our city that the Dream Center needed our own home. Mm-hmm. And so um, I called the realtor. And um, I called the realtor and said, I'm interested in buying this building. And he started to laugh, uh, which is a normal off-putting, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Normal response as well with an English accent. But I I said, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm interested. He said, well, it's funny you would call today. He said the building is now down to $1.4 million, which 
was a, a significant drop. Significant yeah. drop, but he didn't know. I had I had no money going into this. <laughs> Pure step of faith. And he said, "You have called today, and not only have you have called, but also Methodist Hospital, the hospital directly across the the street from this building, has also called, and no one has called on this building in nine months." Mm. And he said, "I find it strange that two people would call him one day." It is strange, yeah. And I was sitting there laughing, and uh, knowing God is up to something. And so I said, let's meet. Let's meet with the Dream Center board, your board, the, 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 the Y, and Methodist Hospital as well. We'll continue this conversation with Andy King of Peoria, Illinois' Dream Center, coming up on First Person. Listening to your station is my first priority when I get home. Sometimes I even listen twice, first on the radio and then through the Internet. Thank you for all your hard work. The Far East Broadcasting Company receives millions of responses each year from grateful listeners. FEBC is dedicated to taking Christ to the world through radio and new media. To learn more, please visit febc.org. That's febc.org. The Far East Broadcasting Company, until all have heard. My guest is Andy King, who is executive director of the Dream Center in Peoria, Illinois. And we're in Peoria, actually. And uh, Andy, thanks for sitting down and talking about what's going on here, what God is doing through the Dream Center. It's very exciting. Well, thank you. Very exciting. Now, a moment ago, you began to tell us a story of how you came across this uh, building in downtown Peoria that uh, you felt God wanted you to occupy for the sake of the Dream Center and for His glory. So pick up the story. You, You sat down at the table with the other person who wanted to buy the building. Yeah, uh, and I just uh, started sharing my passion for the poor and the broken, especially kids, and um, and really just said this could be a spiritual hospital. And the the other person who was trying to buy this building was one of the hospitals, so I was trying to let them feel what we were mm-hmm. feeling. Uh, and and then I sat down, and the gentleman from the hospital got up and said, "If we purchase this building." We would knock it down. Oh. They said, because what we're after is not really the building. It's the the parking lot that is across the street from this building. All right. And a bit of story to that. They already owned two-thirds of this parking lot. And there was one-third left, which was the size of a football field. And so I said to them, well, okay, um, we don't need the parking, but we want the building. <laughs> you don't need the building, but you definitely want the parking lot. What would you like to pay out of the $1.4 million for the football field size parking lot? And they turned to us and said, we'd like to pay $1.2 million. Oh, my goodness. And so we ended up getting a 140,000 square foot building with two gymnasiums, eight racquetball courts, uh, a swimming pool that is now an auditorium for 300 people, countless classrooms and uh, for $200,000. I've been in the building. It is remarkable. Let's talk about some of the programs at the Dream Center that you run. There's so many of them. We we won't touch on all of them now. But one that happened just yesterday as we have this conversation, I want you to talk about because it's so creative and gives everyone an idea of the kind of thing that you can do to really... Uh, 
provide dignity to someone. Well, you you mentioned dignity. Our three core values uh, is dignity, compassion, and purpose. Anyone that comes into the Dream Center, we want to, to give dignity, show compassion, but then spark or ignite purpose. And so we have three pillars, if, if you want to put it that way, of ministry. Uh, one is community outreach. So we rally churches in the area to be able to come and do outreach with us that really can help them as a church, but also help the people we're serving. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned yesterday, uh, we had an event called Promise of Hope. And what we realized uh, was through one of our uh, clothing stores that we have, we were getting a lot of um, prom dresses donated. And some of our faithful volunteers uh, ganged up on me. (laughs) And uh, they came in and said, we have an idea. What if we provide prom dresses for girls who could not afford a prom dress, mm. but we make an event of it. We, we not only have the prom dresses, but we have makeup and we have appointments for hair on the day of prom and we have shoes and accessories and we, we have cookies from a local baker and we make it like a big type of deal for the girls. And I said, let's, let's go for it. Let's go for it. And so yesterday was our sixth year of doing it. We had over a thousand dresses for the girls to choose from. Wow. We had over 90 volunteers helping the girls as they come in one by one. They have their own personal shopper, obviously presenting the gospel in everything that we do as well uh, with little cards and talking to them about the beauty on the inside mm-hmm. as well as the outside. Mm-hmm. And so that was just a, a snippet for you just to, to yeah. experience yeah. it yesterday. What does it do for a young woman to go through a program like that and be the recipient of that dress and all everything else that goes with it? Well, well we're, we're back to that dignity um, side of it, but also it breaks down the walls where that young lady can open up to us. Hmm. And they may come in with the walls up, yeah. but as they start going around, you just see some of those walls break. And also what we see is uh, the mums. Uh that are bringing the daughter. Mm. Uh, That's where we can minister as well. And we're back to our our mission, impacting families living in poverty, Mm. starting with kids and youth. So through that young girl, we can then minister to the family. Fabulous. So, So that's one area that yeah. we have it's all in the name of jesus too yeah. which makes this uh, extra remarkable yeah and to me. if you go to the through downtown peoria if you're ever driving through there's a main highway that goes through our building is the building with a huge 30-foot sign that just says jesus is hmm. and to some people that's a question some people that's a statement yeah. And uh, and you know each night we have uh, we have a homeless shelter. One of our other pillars is uh, basic human needs, mm. and we have a, a women's shelter. And you operate that twenty four seven. Twenty four seven. So uh, any given night we'll have seventy to a hundred women and children at that shelter. The the sad statistic is for us is our average age of anyone that comes into our shelter is nine years of age. Mm. So homelessness looks completely different 
to us than what you would see in LA or New York or the bigger cities. Yeah. And so we're able to come and bring dignity and compassion and purpose to those girls and ladies that are coming in. I know you do job training as well. We don't have yes. time to go into all that, but I'm sure yeah. it's on your website, which we will link yes. in our program notes at our website. But uh, what you're doing with the Dream Center in Peoria, now we're talking to people around the country in communities of all different sizes. Can this be replicated? Can they do it where they live? Absolutely. I mean, you know, we went out to the Los Angeles Dream Center way back uh, 16, 17 years ago to just see what was going on there. And when you get there, that's a whole different animal. That's a 15-story building there ministering to over 50,000 people a week. Mm. Um, And we could have stopped right there. We could have gone out there and yeah, seen yeah. this massive thing and yeah. said, we can't possibly we do, can't that. do this. Yeah. But what we took was the concept and the concept is find a need and fill it where at whatever city you're in, find the need within your city. So for us, where we were located, it's in a city. So poverty is a big deal. You may be in a town where uh, there may be a huge concentration of kids within the foster care system. Well, what could you as a church or a nonprofit do to meet and fill that need within that area where you're, where you're at, where God has planted and rooted you? And so, yes, and we have a lot of people come to our Dream Center. Um, and the nice thing about ours is we're not a big city. It's 150,000 people in Peoria area. Um, So people can come to ours and we welcome that to come and see how we do what we do. Um, But to take the concept of find a need and fill it where you are. It doesn't have to look big. It may be just serving a few prom dresses to some girls that can't go to prom because they can't afford it. Uh, This all started for us by going door to door and finding out that children were not going to school well prepared with school supplies. Uh, We started a program called Backpack Peoria, and uh, we got 300 bags loaded with school supplies. Uh, This was back before we actually got the title of Dream Center Peoria. This was just, we're going to go and do it. Hmm. And those 300 bags were gone within 20 minutes. Wow. And so from that, now... The last Saturday of of July every year, we do Backpack Peoria, where now we give away two and a half thousand backpacks. We have medical trucks there for kids to get their medicals done for school. Uh, We also have every school represented within our school district. And we have 40 nonprofits that we open our doors to, to come and share to anyone that's coming through that line what they can are doing in the community so that they can serve other people as well. So something small, just a bag, a few pens, pencils, things like that turned into something that now the school district see as their day of outreach partnering with us. And, and it started small. Well, it may have started small, but the dream center in Peoria is doing big things for the kingdom of God. I believe the lesson from Andy is to look around you, find a need, and fulfill that need in the name of Christ for His glory. 
Our guest has been Andy King, Executive Director of the Dream Center in Peoria, Illinois. To learn more about the Dream Center and the many creative ways it's helping its inner city community, please visit firstpersoninterview.com. There you'll find links to follow for the Dream Center and its programs. Whether it's in the inner cities of Asia and Eurasia or in remote jungles, the Far East Broadcasting Company is doing everything it can to reach people with a message of the gospel. In nearly 50 countries, FEBC broadcasts on the radio and the Internet. Learn more at febc.org. Now, with thanks to my friend and producer Joe Carlson, I'm Wayne Shepard. Thanks for listening to First Person. First Person.